Hello and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media, where we bring you actionable advice to help you grow your business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Stike. VP of Marketing here at Reminder Media, and with me is Luke Acri, President of Reminder Media. I like how you always clarify our titles. I love that. So well, I, on the episodes where we have guests, <laughs> I throw the titles out. On our normal episodes, I leave the titles off. Remember, we're scripted. Yes, we're we scripted. Stick to the script. We're sti- stick to the script. We had a podcast on that, but I'm excited to be here. If you can't tell, this is going to be a great podcast. Even more excited, and our audience will be too when they hear our special guest in the studio today is none other than the millennial realtor himself, Mr. Ed Stulak. Welcome, Ed. Thank you. Thank you. So so much for having me. Ed is a New Jersey licensed realtor and social media shark. He's seriously an up and coming personal brand to continuously watch. You guys have to check him out if you haven't. With over 37,000 followers on Instagram currently, you guys can find him at Ed Stulak on Instagram and Twitter. He has earned several acclaimed titles in the industry, such as creative director, chief creative officer, and co-founder of multiple companies that developed his personal platform, his digital platform niche. Along with selling real estate in New Jersey, Ed teaches national and international real estate agencies and individual realtors how to grow a reputable and effective personal brand that matters to their preferred demographics. Ed, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. That was a great intro. (laughs) Speaking of international, we just heard you're actually flying out. Where yes. we go tonight? Yes, it's pretty amazing to teach internationally, which is pretty yes, awesome. Yes, I am, and I can't wait to get that going. So it's going to be the first of many more to come. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> so, guys, just give you a little backstory on how we met Ed. So, one of our um, sales operations guys has, I guess, come across you on social media on Instagram and told me, "Hey, you got to check this guy out." Absolutely. So I started following Ed and seeing what he was doing. But the reality was I had actually already been following you. So I said, oh, my goodness, I actually think I follow this guy. What's so amazing about what you're doing on Instagram, and, and I have to be real with you right now, when I first started following you, I kind of was like, this guy's a little nuts. Like, this guy's a little crazy. <laughs> but here's a, a super valuable point because it, it's a testament to you have to be authentic. Yeah. You have to be yourself. You have to add value. And the truth is, you know what you've convicted me of, me and my personal, is that I always get centered, and I think some of our audience listening to this has the same probably issue. You get nervous of what people are going to think, what people are going to say about you. Like, is this going to resonate with people? Is it not going to resonate with people? And your willingness to be who you are has attracted, what, 32,000 followers on Instagram? It's amazing, dude. I mean, it's incredible. So you have 32,000 followers on Instagram. Well, 30, you grow 32,000 in like two years, in two right? years. In two years. you're like 37 yeah. right so, now. When yeah, this podcast yeah. go out, it'll sure, probably be this higher. Is, yeah, this is a guy that actually knows how to grow an Instagram following, which I know is super important. But Ed, if you could kind of introduce yourself to the audience, tell them your backstory. I always call it the 30,000-foot view. You know, like, how did you get into real estate? How did you get into social media? Where are you at today? So if you could kind of introduce yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. A 30,000 foot view. I love it. So uh, very quickly, you know, um, I, I started up, uh, I was I was born in New Jersey, first born in my in uh, in my family as we're all from Slovakia and back in Europe. So, you know, really breaking that culture of learning how to speak the, the language um, and just pretty much trying to adapt to the American culture was difficult at first. But I was brought up as a single child. So my best friends were my parents. Whatever they told me, I went for it. So they said, Ed, um, you know, we there's pre-med. There's a lawyer. You can be all this stuff. There's a lot of money in it. And, of course, I said, sure, sure, okay, I'll go. And so, you know, 
my first 18 years of, of life, I always played hockey, and I was actually recruited for Penn State. So Philly oh, wow. is uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's, so Philly is right down the road for me. You know, uh, going to Penn State and playing the games, and I was recruited to go to um, Penn State, study pre med, and play hockey. So I listened to my parents. That's I a did busy schedule. Oh, very busy <laughs> schedule. My goodness, but there did come a game where I, I got a, a hit, and my ligaments in my shoulder ripped. I, hmm. I didn't know what to do with my life. You know, I kind of uh, was taken back. I didn't know what to do. So I had a lot of time to reanalyze what it was. So uh, now breaking apart from that whole lifestyle of hockey and school and education, now I had time to realize what my heart wanted to do, not what my parents told me to do. Mm. That was business. That was entrepreneurship. That was music. That was whatever else. You know, I'm a creative guy, so I wanted to do something creative, but something that resonated with a, a lot of people the right way. As you were saying before this podcast, you know, relevancy is so important. What is relevant to others that will make others stick to what I'm, what I'm doing, what I'm portraying myself as? So that's when I said, you know, real estate makes sense. Um, I like it. There's money in it. I can get to dress up every day. And I love that. So <laughs> right off the bat, I said, if I can put on a suit and tie every day, look dapper and go sell houses, count me in. So I did. Awesome. So I got into it. <laughs> Along the way, I started realizing that there were so many like-minded individuals. There's this guy that uh, thinks like me. There's this guy that speaks like me. He dresses like me. He sells better than I do. And it's like everyone around me all of a sudden started helping me in some shape or form. Hmm. So, you know, just, uh, again, the 30,000-foot view started off with the 9-to-5 vision, but really stepped into this whole, what is my lo- uh, what does my heart love to do? And that's what I'm really pushing today. And you closed, like, a million a million dollars in sales, right, your first year? Yeah, my first year. Awesome. Awesome. What Man. year was that? That was last year, 2017, 2016 to the 17. That's incredible. Not to, not to like, boil it down to a simple <laughs> formula, man, but how? Like, I, I have no idea how I did it. Really. <laughs> I love that. That's usually how your first year goes. It's like something happened, and I have no idea what happens. We don't even know what's happening with the Reminder Media right, right now. It's like, right? how do you guys do this? We don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. It's kind of just running um, on its own. But I don't know. It just uh, I always believed in having a mentor, someone holding my hand. Nice. And I needed someone to guide me. I know that in life there's no way where, oh, there's a way. Don't get me wrong. There's a way to do it. However, I love taking the shortcut. And if I know there's a variable to help me get to that shortcut and access that shortcut, I will take it. And I know having a mentor is one of those things. So then walk us through kind of because I know our audience, and I shared this with you, you know, before we got on the podcast, is that, you know, everybody's very similar when you're trying to run a business you're trying to grow a business whether you're in real estate insurance financial advisor we're all waking up today and going how do i gain a client or keep happy the clients i have so they use me over and over and over again so when you look at your business you've been in real estate what two years you said now so you're working for remax you've been in business for two years when you wake up how do you go about finding clients like how does that look for you i know you're big on social media so maybe you touch on that a little bit of how that's influencing it but if you were speaking to our audience like how are you getting leads are you doing the normal stuff like break that down a little bit for us so i believe in the the old classic fundamentals of any business you know and and within real estate specifically because i'm in that industry specifically in real estate it's door knocking it's sending out mailers it's cold calling it's uh for sale by owners and all this fancy schmancy stuff which a lot of people try to steer away from however i can't it's it works the the books have proven it to work and i will stick to it however i will adapt and right now, social media is that adaptive route. Mm. So if you're not on there, then you're, you're missing the bus. Mm-hmm. And I've come to realize that on social media is free marketing. It's mm. free real estate, right? It's it's true, a, it, it really is. Everything on social media is free. When you come to think of it, personal branding, the way where you, you personally brand yourself, 
You get to post for free. You get to talk about what you do for free. It's just how are you going to creatively portray it where people will say, wow, he's a cool realtor that I want to work with instead of saying, God, here's another salesman trying to shove his services down my throat. So yeah. did you get in when you got in specifically Instagram? What do you have? 32,000 like we talked about. So when you started your Instagram channel, let's say we have some realtors out there that are starting channels right now or you know they have an Instagram but they don't have a ton of followers or they're not seeing a ton of success. When you got into Instagram, did you have a strategy in mind or did you just kind of start like how did you go about posting what did you post how did that evolve for you like how did it take off the 32,000 followers what was the so in the hit? beginning in the beginning it was a lot of my friends you know family friends that I played hockey with or, okay. or whatever it was so I grew a little bit of a following there okay. but that wasn't as relevant as I wanted it to be so then I started thinking what will make people follow me and stick because I, I need to give people something in order for them to stick. Mm. So what I always like to say is if I'm walking down the mall and um, I'm going down the food court and all of a sudden I have these little you know people giving me their food, free samples, you better believe I'm running there and getting some free samples because I love them free uh, free samples. You know, a little bit of the That's chicken like or Sam's Club. Is. I don't know. If, I yes. can't even remember Sam's Club. Is it here? Is Sam's Club here? So we have Sam's yeah, Club. Yeah. I remember as a kid going to Sam's Club was like a treat because oh, you had like, those free right. samples all over Sam's. So that's what I'm saying. Samples, right. and, and then I figured, okay, let me take that concept and just apply it to social media. What can I give for free for people to run to me? Nice. But they have to stick. They got to make sure that if they're getting if they're getting free value today, yeah. they're going to get it tomorrow and the next day and the next week. What's an example of like? a free thing you did a tip and trick here's a okay. tip and trick on how to grow a following here's okay. a tip and trick on door knocking for example you know when christmas came around i wanted to door door knock in a creative way so i took my business card attached it to a candy cane and put it on a doorknob nice you know and i gave yep. realtors that idea hey go out there and get a candy cane buy a box of them at walmart and you can get i don't know i bought like 500 of them and i got them for about, what, under 50 dollars. and i said okay no problem 50 dollars, a lot of sweat equity yep. but uh, and then i'm just going to go out there and be creative i had a kid a little kid call me and said hey i'm not looking to buy but this was a really cool idea <laughs> i said you let me know when you're ready to buy and down i'll the be line. around in, in 18 years that's whatever right. it is but that's it, very similar to like brian buffini i don't know if you're familiar yeah, with brian yeah. buffini or whatever work by referral, that type of idea. But he always talks about these Popeyes and his whole like spiel or his whole attack on it is being very creative and unique to create that impact or that gratitude or that buzz, right. like that fluffy feeling. Because once you trigger that in people, that's getting the emotion going and then they'll reciprocate it. Maybe a little kid will call you, but maybe next time it will be an actual somebody who's looking to buy Absolutely. herself because that difference maker of a business card versus a business card with a candy cane is everything. Like, and so, I don't want yeah. our audience to miss that. That little no, difference absolutely. is everything. And, and I'll give you another example is when it came to social media, which is my strongest platform. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, that's where I like waking up in the morning. What do I do? I social, I do social media. Okay. I go on there and I speak with my audience. I talk to them. I answer questions, my DMS. And I'm, I'm always flooded with, with questions. So I try to answer and provide any sort of value. There was a, a realtor down in Virginia that has been following me for quite some time now, nice. for about, let's say, a year and a half plus. And I always provided him value, always gave him value, always gave him a tip and trick, whatever it was. He messaged me, I messaged him back, and he was we always kept that communication going. There came a time when he reached out to me again and said, Ed, you know, I was door knocking in Virginia, I knocked on the door um, and was saying, hey, want to buy or sell? The owner said no. However, I do have a property up in New Jersey. Maybe <laughs> you can, what did he think of? He thought of me. Yeah, and he reached beautiful. out to me, Ed, here's this information, here's this guy, he's an older gentleman, give him a call, see what's up. I just listed his property and I just sold it the other day. That's awesome, you know, it's, man. And that That's came from awesome. someone that followed me 
Yep. And and saw what I was doing, knew that I provided him value, so he wanted to give it back to me in some shape or form. Gotcha. And now he did. So, you know, you mentioned like social media, but you also mentioned the fundamentals. And I'm curious because so many people are, I think the reason 87% of realtors fail within the first five years is they are scared of sales, specifically the telephone and specifically the rejection of door knocking, getting a door slammed in your, in your face, basically. When you started out in real estate, like how much door knocking are you doing? How many phone calls are you making? Are you tracking that stuff? Are you not? Like give people a, f- a flavor of what you're doing from that aspect so they can then gut check their own business. In, in the beginning, it was um, it was tough to track something. It was tough to keep metrics of everything I'm doing because... I didn't have fancy tools like a CRM or sure. any any of this stuff, so I don't know what's going on. I'm kind of just doing what my my mentor I told love me. It. <laughs> he said, "Go and door knock." I said, "All right." How many? He said, 10. I said, oh, "I'll do 20." And you know, it's dude, just like- I love it. Grant Cardone has a great thing: commit and then figure it out. Commit mm-hmm. and then figure it out. He said, most of you guys worry so much about the time, so much about what it's going to take, the contracts, whatever it is. Commit and figure it out. Figure out the contracts later. Figure out what you're going to do later because Absolutely. you have to. And when you have to do something, you do it. It's like if, if your kid was dying, you're going to be very resourceful. You're going to figure out every stinking way you can save this child that might be drowning or whatever it is, right? Because you be, in that moment, that's a very morbid <laughs> analogy, but that was the analogy he used. But the point being is that when that happens, you're very, very resourceful when you have to do something you are super super resourceful commit figure it out later that's right so i love that and a lot of people overanalyze when it comes to whatever it is and that's why a lot of these people but now you're dying overanalyze that you should definitely overanalyze right (laughs) if that's the case absolutely overanalyze but no absolutely you know um, beginning was a lot of just let's try let's see how it works and, and I was door knocking, I think, uh, I, as someone told me, you know, uh, if you got to make 10 phone calls in order to get one person to commit. So I said, okay, let me just apply that to door knocking because I mm-hmm. love door knocking. I'd rather go in person, mm-hmm. shake someone's hand, say, hey, I'm Ed, I'm with Remax. How can I help you today? Instead of calling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really pick up the phone as much as I should have, but I did door knock a lot. To hit like a thousand houses plus my first year. Wow. I hit okay. about 200 in one day. Wow. Cool little thing, though, uh, which I came across, is that condominiums, usually they have three floors. There's a lot of door, uh, doors to knock on. So I hit, like, floors. what, 20 doors in five minutes? I love it. And I got a sale from that, yeah. from a condo. Just going and hitting them, I think in, in an That's hour super, I hit about 150 smart. condos. It's different. It's a little little paycheck, but... Again, another sale in the books. That's fantastic. So you talked a lot about personal branding. You talked about kind of the importance of branding yourself. Now, you've branded yourself online as the millennial realtor. How? Uh, why did you choose to go that route? How has that kind of worked into the value that you're providing or the brand that you're kind of presenting online? So the millennial realtor really just came from um, the concept. You know, I'm a young guy. I'm a real estate agent. But... I, I know I don't want to just be called that. Still, like I want to have a little fancy title, uh, like everyone has, you know, whatever that is. And I came up with Millennial Realtor. I liked it. It clicked, you know. And something in my my heart told me go and run with it to see what you can come up with. And and just with that little name right there, I got a lot of That's connections. That's amazing. We had uh, we had another guest on the podcast, yep. Tiffany Beltran, who yes. did the exact same thing. She branded herself as the Celebrity, celebrity Realtor. realtor. And you okay. know, do you know without having, no. you guys should connect because she's Philly, she's in Philly and yeah. in, awesome. you know, Jersey okay. slash Philly. So you guys should connect. But it was yeah. the same exact story. It was mm-hmm. not overthinking. It was this is what I want to go with. It sounds good. And yeah. if I and then then you're kind of forced, you know, to kind of live up to that. And I think that's what you're doing yeah. is. And you mentioned earlier 
the the fun aspect, being able to not be another realtor right. and being able to portray that brand has got to be huge just in kind of your online presence Absolutely. and how you present yourself. Absolutely. And again, I've got the branded t-shirt. If you guys are listening to this, make sure to check it out on YouTube. He's got the branded t-shirt. He's got the branded hat. I love that hat. I might have to go. You have an online store. I can go buy one of those. I'll make some. All right. <laughs> you know, I'll upcharge you, you know. <laughs> but have you, like, what's the biggest struggle been? to creating your own personal brand? Like what's been the biggest challenge in doing that? I would say a lot of doubt and um, people just saying, you know, someone told me don't go with the millennial realtor. Uh, people look at millennials as uh, lazy and un- un- irresponsible. Don't don't run with that. You don't want your clientele to be looking at you as a lazy person. Yeah. I said, how about I just call myself the millennial realtor and show them what I can do. Then they can base their yeah, judgment off the of me at that right? point. You know? yeah. So like, let me just run with it. Let me see how it works. Um, so I did. And um, just going back to to everything um, that I'm doing as the millennial realtor, it it just makes more sense for me to really, it, you know, millennial realtor and me, what I'm doing on social media, it makes sense. Millennial on social media. That's what they they all do. They yeah. wake up and they're glued to their phones. Yeah, that's that's cool. But now I want to take it to a, a next step, a valuable step, you know, and that is teaching realtors how to do the same thing, teaching others around the world nationwide take social media and and run with it the right way. Awesome. So, so what would you tell like a realtor? Because you're going down, obviously we talked about you're going down to Puerto Rico and you're speaking, right? And you're speaking on social media marketing right. and, and really this influencer marketing. Like what's some of the advice you would give our audience? And if they were trying to build this influencer marketing and social media, where should they start? Is there a specific platform they should start on? Is Instagram better than Facebook in your mind? Like kind of how do they start, you know, from scratch going – you know, I barely, maybe I have social media accounts. I don't really post on them a lot. Like how much should they be posting? All these questions go through your mind once you're starting this out. Right. What's some of the thoughts you would give them on that? That's, that's definitely a topic that we can run with for hours because mm-hmm. everyone has different answers. Everyone has different perspectives, different opinions. I personally, you know, sometimes there are people, big social media influencers that think three times a day, posting three times a day is too much. Something too is too much. You know, mm-hmm. it depends what you post, how many times you post it, where you want to post it. But if we're looking at statistics, Instagram has the most eyes right now a month. Mm. Instagram is the most, um, I think they're getting 800 million or, or I don't even know at this point how many viewers and users they're, they're uh, gaining. Yeah, I see the same. It's a lot. So yep. why not expose yourself to a platform that has the most eyes that's the easiest way to go? Instagram is so easy. It's a very self-explanatory. You go, you post, you post a caption, you post a comment about what you're doing, you show your lifestyle through an Instagram story, you have a nice little profile. And you know, speaking of that little profile, when someone asks me for a business card, I just say, put it back into your coat. Just follow me on Instagram. Dude, this that, is That's a great tip, guys. That's a very great tip. That's an awesome tip. And you know what? A lot of my business, again, came from just exchanging social medias, not business cards. Any business card that I've ever received, I I tell them straight up, I'm sorry, but I just hope you know this is going in the trash. (laughs) If you want to really continue this relationship with me, you know, follow me on Instagram. I would love to see what your family is about, what your life is about outside of real estate, because that's how I'll really connect with you. And that's how I connect with my clients. Follow me on Instagram. See what I'm doing when I'm not working with you, when I'm not at an appraisal or not at a a home inspection. Look what I'm doing. You know, this is my lifestyle. This is my girl. This is my life. And it's things like that that really connect with me more. It really does touch in that as as times are changing and the business card is becoming irrelevant it's basically wasted space people aren't keeping them anymore because they're inconvenient it also times are changing of how people want to do business with people they actually want to see the unprofessional side of you 
right? Isn't isn't I don't know if you're experiencing yes, that absolutely. in your own business, but I'm experiencing that in ours. Like. I mean, you look at how I'm dressed right now. I'm in a polo. I used to wear a suit all the time, right? But at those times, not anything against wearing a suit. I think it's awesome. But people don't necessarily care as much anymore about how professional the company is. They want to know what the company believes in. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we've mentioned this on past podcasts, but if you're thinking about kind of from a... Uh, strategy standpoint or framework standpoint, what you should be posting, just like the Ford method helps you from a networking standpoint in sales, the Ford method of family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. If you just kind of think of your social media in the terms of posting about your family, posting about your occupation and what you're doing, post about your recreation, your hobbies, what you love, and then post about your dreams, what you dream about. Like what that gives people just like it used to be when you're networking with people and that's what you would spark conversations sure. for people to get them talking. It's the same I find it's translating onto social media, which is very, very hard for at least me personally. It's very, very hard to reveal all of that to people. How do you overcome that? How do you overcome that fear personally yourself of going, you know, what if I say something or post something that my friends are going to make fun of me mm -hmm. about or people are going to see me as the salesman all the time? Like, how do you deal with that in your own mind? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question as, as I do get that asked a lot. Uh, they ask me, how do you go about it? How do you overcome that fear of posting whatever it is? Some people ask me, what do you post? And honestly, just kind of whatever I'm doing in the moment. But I again, I, I want every post to at least be somewhat valuable to whoever is viewing it. I appreciate everyone's time that every time I see another view on my Instagram story or another like on my post, I appreciate it because someone took time out of their day to look at that. So if that's the case, if you're giving me your time, let me give you value. You know, let me give you something out of it. So if, um, you know, uh, maybe it's entertainment, you know, uh, that's that's when it comes to I want to lead into this is that. Um, what what's the what are the things that sell the most, right? There's sex, there's entertainment, there's humor, um, babies, animals, all this stuff sell. <laughs> babies, animals. I don't have a baby, <laughs> knock on wood. You could get a puppy then. I could get a puppy. <laughs> My girl would love that. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's um, little things like that. So what else do I have? Maybe humor. You know, maybe I yep. can make some people laugh. And if that's what sells at the end of the day, great. Then let me bring some at least some humor to someone's someone's day. If they had a long day of work or they just hate life right now, I'll, I'll entertain you a little bit with my real estate humor or whatever I can do. So I like to do that a little yeah. bit. And again, value. So every time they come on to, to my page, again, I want to provide them some value, whether it's a tip and trick, whether it's humor, entertainment, whether it's a laugh or maybe it's inspiration. Maybe yeah. they sold. I, I got to take that idea and apply it to my own business, to my own social media. Sure. So. Well, the mindset for success there, if you guys are listening and, and, and pay attention to kind of what Ed is saying is Every one of those things he just mentioned is what can I do for someone else? None of mm -hmm. that is what can I do to grow my business today? Yep. And obviously your strategy and your, your goal is to grow your business and to gain more clients and to network. It's and to, indirect. But it's all focused. Everything you just mentioned, it was so natural the way you said it. So you can tell how genuine it is, is what can I do for someone else today? Can I make them laugh? Mm. Can I give them, can I, can I help them learn something new or can I entertain them? Right. It's kind of, it's kind of focusing on those things. And then all of the things that he mentioned in the beginning of the podcast was, oh, and by the way, because I did that, I got this referral. Or, oh, by the way, because right. I did this, I connected with this client and they were more comfortable. They, they, they got to know me, they got to like me, and then they got to trust me to do business with. And that's really all that it is. I mean, it's not a whole lot more complicated than that. <laughs> How are you? So how are you taking? I mean, to kind of maybe drill down a little bit deeper, if if you can. How are you then taking those interactions on social media? You mentioned a couple. You had the referral, you know, from another agent. Right. 
Um, how are you having conversations with clients or are you lead gen through Instagram? Do you do lead gen through Facebook? What are some of the digital advertising or, or lead generation methods that you're using to then actually, you know, get those inquiries, get those qualified leads in in your CRM and then follow right. up with them? Yeah, so I do Facebook advertising. Again, yeah. the millennial realtor better do it. Do it. <laughs> it doesn't. So um, I'm doing the that aspect side What type of, of ads, not to cut you off, what type of mm-hmm. ads are you running? So I'm just uh, pretty much running local ads where it's where I'm asking, hey, are you looking for a free list of homes under $400,000 in ABC area? Nice. That's awesome. Click here, fill this information out, and then I'm just targeting everyone that's local. So anyone who clicks on it, I get a nice little text message. This guy just signed up. He's looking for a house. What's going on, Mr. Jones? I, I hear that you want to find a property under four hundred thousand. Yes, in this area that now I have a lead. You know, it's so that's that's just one one way I go about it. Um, but then going through Instagram, which is my favorite platform, um, that's where I go on. And and the way that I'm generating leads by that is just being me. So the I've sold. Um, about four or five sales this year just through Instagram. Really? And, and they're just people that said, hey, Ed, I see what you're doing. I like the way you're doing it. Would you mind selling my house or would you mind helping me buy a house? Wow. I, have, I have about seven or eight leads that I'm working with right now through Instagram, mm-hmm. eight more that are just simply through, hey, Ed, again, I see what you're doing. I see that you do it in a fun way. I want to do it with you, no one else. That's some guy, I had some guy that said, I have a realtor that I'm working with, but he is old and not... <laughs> And I can't do it. I can't do it. I see what you're doing. You man. have a huge advantage right now, I think, as a real estate agent, that if you start doing what you're doing, which is taking advantage of technologies, the real estate industry is thought of in an antiquated way. Like it's old. It needs a lot of change to it. The average age of realtors is 55 years old. Mm-hmm. When you think as a homeowner, who's going to sell my home the best? Who's going to understand the new technologies to get it home the best or sold the best? That's a huge advantage for a real estate agent right now. Just being on social media and posting consistently gives that impression. And I tell people all the time in the service-based sales profession, if you're a real estate agent, insurance there are so many people, and I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way, there's so many people who can buy and sell houses. Like Absolutely. there's so many realtors. There's 1.2 million, Absolutely. you know, probably more, 1.4, you know, I think right. is what I just saw Tom Ferry post. It's like there's so many realtors that can do that same job. So what separates you? It's your brand. It's like how I perceive you versus how I perceive other people. But it's so hard to justify brand spend versus direct results. Absolutely. And do you struggle when you're tracking your marketing budget and what you're spending? Do you struggle really quantifying like, man, I've spent all this money on ads and, you know, like tracking it back to leads? Like, how do you work that process, that operation of your business? You're spending money out there into the world. You're throwing it out there in hopes that it returns. How do you keep yourself accountable? How do you track that? Do you track that stuff? Again, like how does that work for you? One of those things like, Grant, before you said that that quote, um, kind of just throw it and commit. Okay. <laughs> See how it works. <laughs> so I'm just throwing different numbers out there. I'm throwing different tactics, different methods, and seeing what works best. When I see something that works best, I stick to it and I strengthen it even more. Okay, so you double down. I double down. Okay. So if I see something that I'm weak in, for example, let's say cold calling, 
I'm not. I'm just going to put that inside, and okay. I'm going to focus more on door knocking or more of social media. Whatever is getting me more results, I'm going to double down on it. Right? Absolutely. No, I think that's an extremely good point. Is that so many people focus on their weaknesses instead of double down on their strengths? Right. Absolutely. And if you have something that's working, and I've seen this in ads as well, if you have something in, in, that's working in advertising on like Facebook or something like that, you want to double down. Now, not technically, we haven't seen respo- results, and Josh, you would have to speak to this more than me because this is your wheelhouse specifically, but not increasing your spend double necessarily, but gradually increasing quickly because you can waste some money if you physically just spend the money. Um, instead of like, we go up, what is it? We go like up 25%, 25% at a time, yeah. let that run for a week to the point where it normalizes again. Facebook has a, has its opportunity to recalculate all its algorithms, get back to a you know cost per lead that we're comfortable mm-hmm. with. And then we're looking at it you know, and increasing by another and 25%. And then doing it again and yeah. again and again. But I think it's a super... Like your ability to analyze and say, I'm having success with door knocking. I'm going to double down on door knocking. I'm having success with this one ad. I love the ad you're doing. My brother has done the exact same ad, but it's $200,000 homes because he's down in Virginia. (laughs) But $200,000 homes. And literally, there was a comment today of a lady on the ad. There's probably 30 comments on this ad. I'll see if I can take a screenshot of it. Andrew, if you remind me of this, I'll take a screenshot of the ad he's running Mm -hmm. um, and we'll put it on our Stay Paid Podcast um, show notes so people can see what you're talking about because that's such a tangible strategy of do you want a list of all the homes in this area for $200,000 or less? And people comment on that. And he specifically said tag someone uh, that wants the list of 200,000. Yeah, so he's yeah. getting a ton of people tagged. Yeah, people engage, absolutely. Uh, but that's awesome. So, you know, you have kind of two things going on, and I'm curious because you're a realtor with Remax, and maybe our audience is picking up on this, but you're also doing this social media stuff for real estate agents. Like, right. that's where you're moving to. Can you give us a little insight? Like, is that where you're headed? Is that your passion? Like, you're kind of getting out of real estate and moving to helping realtors really do their social media? Is real estate still your name of the game that you're really focused on? Kind of give us a window into what you're trying to do there. Cool. So, real estate is definitely something that I want to be a part of for a few more years. A few, I, I don't know what that is. That could be 10, that could be 20. Could be a 100 years. Could be 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I don't know. Until um, Until my real real vision of helping other realtors around the world strengthen their social media presence and their personal brand, that's when I'll feel that it, that it's time to you know really separate myself. But for now, I'm a realtor, a New Jersey licensed realtor. I'm focusing on it, but I, I am realizing that I've joined a very oversaturated market mm. where there's tons of realtors. However, I found a very untapped niche, and that is social media. Yeah. So again, the average age of an agent, around mm-hmm. 55, Mm-hmm. Not too many of these these folks want to be on social media because they don't know how to download Instagram and get on there and start posting. What's a post? How do you caption? What's yeah. a hashtag? <laughs> and so all these questions are they're asking, and that's fine. I want to be that guy that will tell them, hey, listen, if you have an iPhone, go to uh, the App Store, download Instagram. If you have an Android, go to the Google Play. I want to be the guy that really takes them from A to Z, holds their hand, and tells them, listen, you can do it. Like I will tell you how to do it. I'm, I'm here by your side to awesome. help you do so. But it's again, it's something where you can advertise and market yourself and brand yourself for free if you do it the right way. How do you gain a community of followers where you can now advertise yourself too? So these 37,000 followers that I have, you know, every single one of them, 
they, I, I'm going to do some sort of business with them in some shape or form. And right now I have a big following of realtors. So this, you know, I just came across that, um, you know, that knowledge a few months ago. I mean, it was in May when I said, wow, I'm starting to get a lot of followers of, that are realtors around the world. It's like 60 followers a day, 40 of them were realtors. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, wow, you know what, man. this is, this is uh, now I'm building a community of realtors. Yeah. So for those that are listening, if you're in the real estate industry, you know, um, or, or whatever industry you're really in, build a community that is relevant to you. So once you realize what that is, sell to them, sell to them whatever, whatever they're going to potentially buy at the end of the day. You know, so again, I've built a, a com- community of realtors and I said, I need to sell to realtors. What am I going to sell to realtors? I have no idea. <laughs> now, June came around. I said, oh, wait, hold on. I know. Social media. I know it. I'm really good with it. Let me teach others how to do it. And that's where I'm really trying to take off with it. But my goal is absolutely to travel the world, teach agency to agency, uh, national, international agents, how to grow their social media presence the right way and how to grow a personal brand that matters. Dude, I love that. I love how you got a deal from a real estate agent that's following you on Instagram. And so often we overlook, I share always to real estate agents that you realize that your relatives in other states, they could be referrals for you. You can make 25% on that deal, literally from just making sure that every relative you know in every state knows that if they use a realtor or if they need to sell their home or buy a home, just contact you and you'll find a real Mm. estate agent for them. (laughs) And so it's an easy way to make some money. But so often it's overlooked the referral network that's out there across the United States of people that can feed deals. And you did that through Instagram. So I think that's a super valid point we should make that if you start on Instagram and you even have real estate agents following you, if you provide value, if you give back to that community, they'll want to give to you. It's that reciprocity effect. That realtor wanted to give to you. Why? Because you've helped him, because you've answered his questions through DM, and he ended up giving you a deal that you closed on. So there's no magic formula to success, (laughs) right? And so the same goes for social media. There's no magic formula to doing Instagram, Facebook. I mean, like you said, one expert's going to tell you one thing, the other expert's going to tell you the other. It's really about micro going, like micro testing, basically try this. Do people respond? Do you get engagement? Do you get people? And then double down on that type of stuff and kind of evolving it as it goes because things are evolving quickly. But when it comes to you personally, right, and your routine for success, like is there something that you do every single day, every week? Is there a routine that you focus on doing in your life and in your business to drive success both personally and business-wise? Again, I focus on my strengths. Okay. So what is my strength that is social media right now? Um, So if that's the strength and I focus in on that every day, I wake up and I see what kind of value can I provide to someone? Who can I network with? Who's going to help me? Who can I help? And then I go from there. And when I help someone, it makes me feel good. You know, that's that's like the the thirty three percent law. Uh, Ty Lopez kind of talked about it at, yeah. in one of his podcasts. Is that thirty three percent of the people that you associate yourself with? They're, I guess you can say, quote unquote, below you, where you they need guidance, they need inspiration, yeah. and when you give it to them, you feel great. So now I have those that thirty three in my in my life. So I help them out, I inspire them. Now I feel great at the end of the day. So I do have those people that follow me, and then I you know pick out those, and I know who they are, and I help them out, and then they're you know going about their day, implementing new tactics, and uh, you know pursuing their dreams. And now I feel great. Now I'm pushing mine. So now I have the other thirty three. You know, is uh, the like minded individuals, and then your mentors, the right. last thirty three. So 
quotes. It's um, it's really that social media. I focus okay. in on that every day. What I, kind of value can I provide? Really, I love the strategy, if you would, I mean, for lack of a better word that I would call it, but the focus that you have on growing your business, which is that adding of value to people. I'll make the point, guys, that that is a very, very hard strategy to run consistently because I am in business, right? So I know business can be war. You're in business. You wake up every day. You don't want to eat ramen noodles. Neither (laughs) do I, right? But to be consistent in that in everything I'm going to do, I'm going to be obsessive about adding value. I'm going to, even in your, what do you do every day? You said Instagram, but then you immediately went to the 33% that need your help. Like that's your consistent theme throughout this podcast. And that's amazing. And when you, I just want to make the point to the audience that that's something you have to commit to hardcore because you're going to be faced where you want the commission check and that commission check can steer you off from adding just the va- focusing on the value for the other person. But I'm a firm, firm believer, man. If you build a business based upon helping people, based upon relationships, you might not win exactly how you want to in the moment, but long-term you're win. And I think a long perfect term. example with this, and you probably have crazier stories than I do. How many crazy deals have you had with realtors that you just go, golly, this person is driving me nuts and you just want to lambast them like over the phone. You just want to say, just, you're being crazy. Tell your client this, but you got to treat them with respect. Even if they're going to be out of the industry in 30 days, because (laughs) it's not worth it to go at them because they'll spread your name and what you're about. It's better being consistent and and adding the value. And I've seen that play out in realtors that I've coached and talked to because that's a huge struggle in the real estate industry. You're dealing with other real estate agents that maybe aren't qualified, aren't trained, whatever it is, and the deal's falling apart. And your temptation is to react and focus on getting the deal done for your commission check, not on the, you know, where you're actually focused on the value that you're providing. So I just wanted to point that out to the audience that that commitment you're making is huge. Absolutely. So last question for you, man, because I like to ask this to everybody who's on the podcast is knowing what you know now, what would you go back and tell younger Ed? Like, what would you tell younger Ed to focus on when it comes to business, what not to run away from, to your personal life, the same type of stuff? Like, what would you tell your younger self? Number one, do what you love. So once you find what you love to do, really commit yourself to doing it. And number two is associate yourself with like-minded individuals. So if you're thinking about the Lamborghini and the island and the yacht and all that stuff. Associate yourself with others that think the same way because they know something you don't, you know something they don't. When you collaborate at the end of the day, it's a beautiful thing and ask questions. So that, that was a, that's a definitely a, a great piece of advice that I was ever given. The bigger the question you ask, the bigger the answer you'll get. So mm, that's if good. you know, yeah, I, like that. I like that quote. Yeah, quote that on our <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> And Ed Sulak. That's that's right. That's fantastic, man. Thank you for being here, Ed. So much good information there, guys. The most important thing, and Luke, obviously, we'll cover this at the end, but the most important thing is going to be take action on on that advice. Start, Start putting yourself in the mindset in the morning when you start the day. How am I going to bring value to other people and organize? I love systems, so I love the 33, 33, 33. You can start organizing that in your mind. If you're producing content, what content am I making that's helping the 33% of people that aren't where I'm at yet? What what type of content? A third of my content is going to be focused on the people that are like-minded, and a third of my content will be focused on or drawn from those who I aspire to be. 
Thanks so much for being here, Ed. Before we close, uh, please let people know where they can find and connect with you. Find me on Instagram for sure. You know, <laughs> Instagram you for Instagram? sure. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> Follow me at Ed Stulak. Follow me on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I'm all over the place. I'm the millennial realtor. So again, You're posting I, videos I on YouTube be. like uh, monthly I, now? I'm trying to. I'm okay. trying to. I uh, whatever it is, you know, I'm trying to make the wave that is way. Is that like more of a vlog style? What's kind of like you're uh, doing like a series or just testing it out? As of right now, I'm testing it out, testing trying it out. to see what, what's working. But again, that is another platform where I have to deliver some sort of value. So what can I deliver on there that I can put on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all the other social media The style is really nice. I mean, the design, the style, the videos, and everything is great. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you liked what you heard today on Stay Paid, please go into iTunes, give us a five-star rating, make sure to leave a comment. You can also find our podcast in video on youtube.com slash reminder media. Make sure to tell someone else about the podcast today. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to get hold of me or Luke, please email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find either one of us on Instagram or LinkedIn as well. Follow Reminder Media at Reminder Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acree, and I'm going to tell you guys the action item for this podcast is really, really obvious. If you're not using social media, you need to be using social media, so you need to take action on that right away. It's as simple as going to the App Store or the Google Play Store and getting Instagram and then start posting authentically. But, you know, more diving in deeper, I think what would be really, really neat for all of you in your business is to think about who those 33% are that you're you can help. Like if you wrote down and all of you maybe have a CRM or you have an Excel doc with your list of people, take 30 minutes, go through that database of people and mark the people that you believe you can help. And then think to yourself how you can help these people. And all of a sudden, you know what you've developed? You've developed a touch point call that you could have with them. You developed a social media post you could post for them. You developed a handwritten note you could write for them, an email. The list goes on and on of how you want to talk to them, what medium you want to choose. But you've literally just given yourself an easy way to connect with your database, which we all know you have to keep in touch with your database of people because you have to strengthen those relationships. So super actionable item there. Guys, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every business is top producers take action, so take action on that today. 